Hello and welcome back to Practicing English. And it's Friday again, and I'm reading you another chapter from the Tudor Conspiracy, and it's chapter fourteen today. Hello and welcome to Practicing English. My name is Mike Bilbrer, and these are podcasts for students of English at B1 or B2 levels, or for those students who just want to improve their general English. For transcripts of these podcasts, please go to practicingenglish.com. Before I start, I'll give you some words which you can listen out for during the reading and try to identify the context in which they are used, who says them or where they're said. And the words which I'm going to give you are, first of all, apologetic. Apologetic, that is an adjective which comes from apology. And apologetic means showing that you are sorry about something, showing that you are sorry. And the next word is moody. In fact, it's moodiness. Moodiness is the noun of moody, M-O-O-D-Y. And moody is bad-tempered or upset, often for no particular reason. The next word is reluctant, and reluctant is hesitating before you do something because you do not want to do it. You're reluctant. And the next one, there isn't another one. That's it. Those are the words, but I have a question for you. And the question is, why did Anglia Nostra, that's the name of the secret society, why did Anglia Nostra want to destroy the Elizabeth I play? Okay, so those are the words to listen out for and the question. So let's get on with the story. The Tudor Conspiracy by M. A. Bilber. This recording is copyright. Chapter 14. Back to Stratford. Philip and Isabel locked their rooms and went downstairs. They could hear a voice from a television or radio from somewhere in the house. Philip walked over to the bell on the oak table. What are you going to do? asked Isabel. Her face looked anxious. We've got to leave now. Why don't we just ask Julie quickly if she's heard anything more on the news about the incident in the church, said Philip. We might find out whether we're still under suspicion. Philip, cried Isabel, you're not thinking straight. She'll be suspicious. How would we 
know about the incident? Well, answered Philip, we could say we heard it on the news, on the telly, in the room. We know it's been on the news. Isabel was reluctant to say how she felt about Julie, so she said nothing. Philip interpreted this as a signal to go ahead and banged his palm down on the bell button. Immediately the sound from the television or radio fell silent. Somebody had switched it off. They waited. Nobody came. Philip rang the bell again, two or three times, but as the ring tone subsided, silence filled the hotel once more. There was just the sound of the steadily ticking grandfather clock in the corner. Isabel and Philip looked at each other and both frowned. She doesn't want to see us, said Isabel. Let's go. Once they were outside the hotel and walking towards the bus stop, Philip looked at Isabel. Why wouldn't she want to see us, Isabel? Isabel shook her head. I don't know exactly. There was something in the way she stared at me earlier. I don't think she likes me. What? said Philip, astonished. Why should she dislike you? She doesn't even know you. It was the look in her eyes, Philip, replied Isabel. Just like that Jane woman's look. I think Julie is from the same sect. But, but that doesn't make sense, said Philip. Why should she be? It'd be too much of a coincidence. Then he added cautiously, Are you psychic or something? Isabel looked down as she answered, It wouldn't be the first time somebody has said that about me. Philip looked straight ahead. Wow, he said quietly. The clouds overhead were darker now, as Philip and Isabel waited by the side of the road for the bus. The wind blew stronger. I think it's going to rain, said Philip, looking up. I've got a little umbrella in my handbag, said Isabel. We can share it. Look, the bus is coming. As soon as they were both sitting down in the bus, Isabel asked a question. Philip, what is Mr. Fanshaw's connection with Anglia Nostra? None, as far as I'm aware, answered Philip. But he was reading the same book I saw in Jane's room, said Isabel. How do you explain that? Mr. Fanshaw is an academic, continued Philip. He reads everything. He must have an objective opinion about history. If you read Hitler's Mein Kampf, would that mean you were a Nazi? Of course not. Not only that, there are still things I haven't told you yet. What? Well, continued Philip, it's about what this Anglia Nostra sect actually does. As you can imagine, they believe history should have taken a different course. Mary's son should have been king, and England should be part of it. Supposedly a Catholic empire.
Okay, said Isabel. You said that before. Yes, Philip went on. Well, in this booklet, it said how God tried to take revenge on England for wanting to kill Mary's son. God told Philip II to build an armada, a fleet of ships to attack and conquer England and restore Mary's heir to the throne. But you said Philip II didn't even know himself that his son had survived, said Isabel. That's right, officially, Philip said. But this is the way Anglia Nostra interpret events. Elizabeth became queen and brought Protestantism back to England. Sometimes it looked as if Catholicism might be restored, perhaps through Mary, Queen of Scots, who was Catholic, and who some wanted to be Queen of England. But, as you know, Elizabeth saw her as a threat and had her executed in February of 1587. Or... As Jane said, interrupted Isabel, murdered. Exactly, said Philip. That's the way Anglian Nostra see things. They believe if Catholicism could have been restored in England, the order would have told the world about Mary I's surviving son, and he could have become king. He might possibly have married Mary, Queen of Scots, if things had been different. But that didn't happen, so Philip II sent the historic Spanish Armada to invade England in August of 1588. But they were defeated by the English fleet. Wait a minute, said Isabel. At school we were told the Spanish Armada was destroyed by the storms and the bad weather, not by the English navy. Philip threw up his hands. I've heard that theory too, he said. Perhaps Anglia Nostra have been successful in their propaganda attempts, but archaeologists have found the wrecks of Spanish ships near the coast of England and France. They discovered that the Spanish fired their cannons against the English. There are written reports of battles from the period. The most famous was the Battle of Gravelines. However, it is true that many of the Spanish ships that escaped were later wrecked by storms. Hmm, said Isabel, that might just be English propaganda. But that does explain the picture I saw in the Anglia Nostra book. They believe the devil destroyed the Spanish Armada. Is that right? That's right, said Philip. I saw that picture in the book too. They believe the devil destroyed the armada, that it wasn't God, and definitely not the English navy. But why? asked Isabel. Why, after over 400 years, is this Anglia Nostra organization still here? What is the point? What do they want? Well, you could say that about other beliefs too, answered Philip. I mean... There are still people who belong to the Flat Earth Society. They believe the Earth is flat and not round. Then there are still many Spanish people who
who believed Gibraltar should belong to Spain. But that's different, said Isabel suddenly. What's different? Gibraltar. It should be Spanish, said Isabel, looking annoyed. Philip realised now that he had got into dangerous waters. But that agreement was signed nearly 300 years ago, he said. The Spanish gave England sovereignty over Gibraltar in a peace agreement. Exactly, said Isabel. How can Gibraltar still be a British colony after all these years? Gibraltar is physically part of the Spanish peninsula. It's ridiculous. Philip regretted having made this comparison. He decided to be diplomatic. OK, I see what you mean, but the point is, people have their reasons for believing what they believe, and some beliefs go far back into history. Anglia Nostra believe England should belong to their, their family, I suppose. So what do they want to do? Invade England? asked Isabel shaking her head in disbelief. No, no, I didn't read anything like that at all. Here's the other thing I haven't told you yet. I spoke to Mr. Fanshaw about the Anglia Nostra book I'd read. Really? Isabel was interested. What did he say? He said, continued Philip, that what Anglia Nostra tried to do is to influence historical beliefs about Tudor times, about the reign of Isabel I especially, about what we call the Golden Age during Elizabeth's reign. They burn ancient books, manuscripts, plays, novels and historical works that glorified England during her reign. They hate William Shakespeare, naturally. Mr. Fanshawe told me that Sometimes they even burn down whole bookshops. Anglia Nostra defend the invasion of the Spanish Armada, for example, and want to destroy works that say that the Armada was defeated by the English. Isabel nodded her head. I see. That's why they want the Elizabeth I play by Shakespeare. They want to destroy it. That's right said Philip. Imagine what a play like that would contain. Shakespeare would make references to the sea battle against the Spanish Armada. It would glorify the English defeat of the Spanish. We have to remember that this was a time when the English felt immensely proud of what they had achieved. This was the time of English heroes like Francis Drake. Francis Drake? interrupted Isabel. A hero? He wasn't a hero. He was a pirate. They even taught us that at school. Philip's belief in the English history he had studied, solid as a stone, was now suddenly shaken. He felt annoyed at Isabel. What? How can you say Francis Drake was a pirate? What sort of history teachers do you have over there? Isabel was calm but cold. Very good ones, actually, over there. In the 16th century, the Spanish used to call that hero of yours El Drake. He terrorised 
Spanish ships attacked and killed their crews. He stole their gold. That's what pirates do, don't you agree? If that's an example of an English hero... Isabel stopped. She suddenly realized this conversation had gone all wrong. She had gone too far, was too intense. She had a vision of herself immersed in her books, always reading, studying, transferring herself into the past and living the novels and history she read. Sometimes she felt she was a sort of ridiculous Don Quixote figure. In reality, she was a modern woman living in 1997. That person sitting next to her was a very nice young man, an intelligent, sensitive and generous man. He did not deserve her moodiness. The bus stopped in the centre of Stratford-upon-Avon, and the bus driver shouted, End of the line! All out, please! She was suddenly aware of the silence as the noisy diesel engine was switched off. Raindrops were falling onto the bus window next to her, and Isabel watched as they ran down the glass in tiny, erratic paths, turning this way and that. I'm sorry, came a quiet voice beside her. Isabel turned. Philip was looking into her eyes. He had an apologetic smile on his face. No, no, said Isabel. It's my fault. I'm sorry too. Really I am. She smiled. Do you still want to go ahead with this? asked Philip. We could just leave it. We could just... No, no, said Isabel. I have no sympathy for those Anglian Nostra people. They're violent and dangerous. We must stop them. Whatever somebody believes, nobody has the right to defend their beliefs through violence. I totally agree, said Philip. And there's another thing, said Isabel, now smiling more. Oh, said Philip, a little worried about what Isabel would say next. That woman shot at me, and I'm Catholic, said Isabel. Philip nodded and looked thoughtful. You know, that's one thing I don't understand. What don't you understand? asked Isabel. Well, said Philip, I didn't read anything in Anglia Nostra about this, this need for violence, this hate towards everybody who is not part of the order. In fact, at the end of the book, they talked a lot about love and peace. But, said Isabel, you said, yes, I did say, interrupted Philip, all that about destroying books and burning bookshops, I learned from Mr. Fanishaw. It wasn't in the booklet. I realise that now. They were both silent for a while. Oh, said Isabel again, there's something else. What's that? That woman stole my souvenir of my visit to Stratford. I want it back. Oh, my goodness, said Philip nervously. Sometimes you frighten me. Don't worry, it'll all go very smoothly, said Isabel, laughing. 
Shall we go? And that's the end of chapter 14. I'll be back again with chapter 15 next Friday. Bye for now.